What's up? Another episode, another week. What's up, my man? What's up? What's going on? Just the Dark Room Prophecies is going on. Nice. So, um, yeah, this week I just wanted to um, talk about another more like useful information because that's the best kind, right? So, um, Rayton, let me ask you, um, you ever heard of this? Let me, let me ask, do you remember when you were in high school or junior high school and you'd have to sit in class and you'd have to take notes on a bunch of subjects that probably wasn't that interesting. I don't know, maybe some of it was to you, but do you remember having to take notes? Yeah, of course. Did you enjoy taking notes? No. It sucks, right? You just sit there and you write and then sometimes you'll see kids with like highlighters and they'll write like and I always got confused with that because I always was like the teacher's just talking nonstop, like there's no way you can you're a human typewriter, like you're just gonna record everything she says. So I'd always quit taking notes. Like they they make me take notes, and I was just like, I can't do this because um, what's the point? I don't even know what what uh, the main topics I'm supposed to be taking notes on, even though sometimes they tell you. But if you're not even in a, in a classroom, and let's say you're studying, sometimes you get homework and you have to read a chapter and study. How am I supposed to extract what is going to be on the test? Well, they tell you what to study for and everything, but then I'm talking about like the note taking is a pain in the ass. So, um, okay. why am I talking about fucking note taking? Well, it turns out you may have heard of this very special technique of note taking that I'm going to talk about. But before I get into that, I want to first bring up um, something that is a very necessary skill. In this day and age, more so than ever before in history. What? And that is, it's basically intelligence. You're just going to have to need it for this world. You have to have it. Because the world, everyone out there, and, and by intelligence, um, there's many different kinds, obviously. There's multiple intelligences. And that can include music. It can include being a great athlete. It can include people who are really good at puzzles. Um, then there's emotional intelligence, which is the ability to read people and to um, have a lot of intuition, just kind of know what's going on when you're speaking with someone else, read, reading facial expressions. There's actually ways you can boost your emotional intelligence, too, by studying what they call subconscious micro-expressions, which is when people have a feeling, you have these uh, micro-expressions that your face will make. And there's no way you can control these muscles because it's subconscious. So if you know how to pay attention to subconscious microexpressions, you really can tell if somebody is not just lying, but you can, you can see how they actually feel when, when you're talking to them. And that's really important if you work in sales, if you work as a lawyer. It, it's important for... Any any job or any situation where you have to relate to people. I heard that you know eighty percent of what you're saying is body language, nonverbal. It's totally body, body language. Non-verbal. I'll give you the first one. Um, the universal subconscious microexpression for contempt is a very slight raising of one of the corners of the mouth. So um, I see it all the time, and you'll start seeing it now uh, when you talk to people. 
you'll notice that like and you'll you'll notice like sometimes people will do this. It's just a really slight um, uh, upper lifting of the lip, and it's just a very slight expression that it's easy to miss. And the other one is obviously people know this one. A lot of people do, which is smiling. You smile with the eyes because people. Um, if you take a picture of somebody, of somebody's um, nose and down while they're smiling, you actually can't tell the difference between an authentic smile and uh, a fake smile. It's only when you see the eyes because the, there's the uh, your eyes basically close when it's a genuine smile. And um, you can see the uh, the wrinkling around the brow ridges and the corners of the eyes that must um, cover the eyes if it's a genuine smile. And, um, I mean, people fake smile all the time, though. You know, so now it's, it's... You may not even notice, but, like, half the smiles that we see may be fake. And um, it's not always bad. Sometimes it's just you're just trying to be nice and uh, have everyone get along. But, um, so back to what I was saying, we need intelligence for this day and age. Why? Because everybody is out to get you. Not, on, not like physically on the street, but I mostly mean corporations are out to get you. They're out to get your money, at least. And um, banks are out to get your money. Um, people are out to, to um, slip in little, little jab, little, like, little pot shots, you know? Like with like fees, a lot of people don't know this, but overdraft protection was actually is, is a scam. I always had it removed because I would always fuck up and rack up those fees. But it turns out, and I'd get made fun of. Like people would say you're just a dumbass. Turns out it's not true. I'm gonna reveal this right now. It's in a documentary called Spent. Look it up on YouTube. I gotta watch that. Um, overdraft protection, basically, what it is, is when. Uh, when banks know that somebody has automatic bill pay, and of course they know, what they do is they will they have a software installed that will scramble your billing cycle so that all your pending transactions will uh, will will go through on the day that your account reaches a zero balance. So you'll get an overdraft charge on purpose. The program does it. So, like, um, there, there's one way in which you need to know how to manipulate abstract concepts. You need to, you need to have intelligence to look out for these things. But, of course, with um, the money situation, which is we're running out of it, um, in America anyway, you're going to have to uh, kind of bring back um, some creative spirit because there's only two ways you could go from here on out. You could either be an employee which is you're just giving up your time and energy. You're selling out, basically. You're a sellout to yourself. <laughs> if you're a, I, I'm, I mean, I've, we've all fucking been there, you know? So it's like, it's not, I'm not calling like an individual person. If you have to get a job, you're, you're, you're a sellout. It's not like that. It's you're forced to be a sellout. So it sucks. But your only other option is that you got to create something of value. And um, if you create, and not just like some anything, you got to like, really create like something of massive value and awe but like you need to be intelligent to do that obviously so back to the note taking back to how do i raise my intelligence exactly you do it through three ways you do it three ways 
and one of them happens to be a technique, a note-taking technique, which I'll get to in, after I talk about the first two techniques to increase your intelligence. Now, the first one is real simple. It's juggling. Who would have thought? Um, juggling actually forces you to use your brain whole art, uh, holistically, meaning the right side, the left side, equally. And so, because when you're juggling, um, to be able to throw the ball in the exact place every time and figure out the heuristics of keeping that flow going requires the use of both sides of the brain. In fact, you can't juggle if you can't use both sides of your brain. So learn to juggle and do it for 15 minutes a day. The other one... Really? Every day? Yeah, I've been doing it for this week. I could juggle. You're already 75% of the way there, my friend. But I don't do it every day. I'll just do it for 15 minutes every day. When you wake up, when you're just like putting on the news or making your omelet or your eggs benedict, just, you know, juggle when you're waiting. That increases your intelligence. Yes, it does. 15 minutes a day. Okay. The next one is chess. The game of chess. Obviously, because when you play chess, you're using a lot of fucking memory. You're using a lot of different parts of your brain. You're using memory. You're using future planning. You have to be able to see the future, but you have to see the present. But you also have to remember the moves you've just made and the little traps that you've just set up and the little avenues of attack that you've opened up. Like the rook is now has a straight line of attack to the queen. But if you attack the queen, then a pond is going to get you. So that's kind of a stalemate. You've got to hold that in your memory while you're working on other things. You know, so like chess is like strategy and it, and, it ta- and it requires a lot of different components of brain function to play it. So the last but not least way you can increase your intelligence is finally mind mapping. So mind mapping is a, it's just all it is. It's a note taking technique and it was discovered by this guy named Tony Buzon. And he, he discovered it because he, he studied geniuses first, and he noticed that most geniuses in the world take notes the same way. They don't, and they don't take notes the way normal people take notes, because normal people write to take notes. But he noticed that like geniuses actually draw pictures to take notes. Not only do they draw pictures, but they also use color. And it turns out, you remember and you conceptualize in picture and color, not in words. It's like when you're remembering things. You don't remember a whole paragraph, but you can remember a picture. So the way mind mapping works is it takes it to another level. So when you take notes, you first start with the key words. You write the key words. It's actually easier if I just explain an example. Let's say you're going to use... a mind mapping to take notes from a book and um, you don't need all the information from that book you just need what you're looking for like let's say you you read a book on um, um, let's say you read a book on economics and you just want a few principles you want to know you just want to know how uh, Something works in fucking economics. I don't know, dude. It just doesn't really matter. What you what happens is that if you try to read the whole book, you're filling up your brain with like 50% stuff that you don't even need to know and it's interfering with the stuff that you do need to know. 
So if you were to mind map a book on economics, what you would do is that you would just extract the key words only. So you read a paragraph, you read a chapter, and when you're finished with the chapter, you take out the key words only. You draw a picture, add some color, so that now you remember the key words through picture and color, not words. The next thing you do is you start making other pictures of everything that relates back to the key words. So when you're finished and you have to study that entire book, you can just look at one page. You just look at one page and you have everything there and how it all t- fits together. And you have a perfect, and, and it's all, um, if you've ever just seen like a regular brainstorming thing where you write something, circle it, and then you write, you draw out these lines to um, all the other things that relate to it. Put goes in that. It's the same idea, except mind mapping is is more specific because you're using you're using connections between the keywords and you're using the pictures to consolidate the connections. So, in a nutshell, when you're studying for a test or you're studying anything, it's a lot easier to remember in your mind a picture that has all the connections and keywords with colors than it is to remember like three pages of writing, which you're not going to really remember. It's probably also something to say about actually drawing the picture. Damn. I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, like, because I wasn't going to bring that up. Oh. Turns out drawing is one of the reasons why it increases your intelligence. Because to draw, you have... Because like if you're going to draw a house... Mm-hmm. Let's say you're 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 reading that economics book and you got you you just draw a house like you're talking about mortgages or something. Mm-hmm. Actually, drawing the house, you'll remember that house that you just drew. You know what I mean? Just from the motion of outlining it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they even said that um, just the practice of drawing, like just practicing drawing anything, little things here and there. What you're doing is you're strengthening your Oh, what did they say? Basically, when you manipulate abstract concepts in your mind, you have to be able to see these things in the mind's eye. And so drawing actually strengthens that ability. So, um, I mean, if you're doing statistics, like statistics, is, is it looks like it's a bunch of math, but you use calculators for all the math. It's the conceptions, the conceptualizations that you have to remember. That's the hard part. Like, what does this represent? This will represent some fucked up hypothesis, which represents the probability that something won't happen. You see what I mean? It's like, it's stuff like that. So drawing will do that for you visually. Um, But that's why the greatest artists had a visceral connection to the objects they're drawing. It's like, um, like this glass of water. You take this glass of water. Water. And um, to us, it's just a glass of water. We have a category for it. It's a glass and it's got water and we drink it. That, that's just what it is. An artist will look at a glass of water and it doesn't see a category. It, it sees electricity. It's going to see light reflecting off of these circular surfaces. It has almost a visceral, orgasmic connection to the objects that it draws. And that's how um, everyone should be when um, you're drawing. So, I mean, that's why you see, like, uh, one of the artists, I guess, that was really, um, had, he, he would explain, um, he always had, like, 
like an orgasmic or visceral emotional experience to just objects was uh, Vermeer. He 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 would talk about that. So um, do those three things: juggling, playing chess, and mind mapping. The other thing mind mapping is good for is the generation of ideas because um, to get the best idea, the easiest way is to just come up with a lot of ideas. So. Um, yeah, and I, I've been using mind mapping for a few things now, and it's definitely better than regular note-taking. Um, I, I may have not um, explained it that good, so uh, just look it up on YouTube. It's called Mind Mapping, and there's tons of videos on it and how you can do it. If you're coming up, even if you run a business and you just want to figure out, like, um, we need some more creative solutions for where we go from here, it's, it's really easy. to It's, it's funner. It's more dynamic, and you'll break, you'll just burn through so many more different ideas if you use mind mapping instead of just like, okay, well, you just write some shit down, like, every now and again. But, um, so, like, I don't know, man, do you feel that in this day and age, the mind is, a uh, the, the intelligence factor is definitely something that needs to be increased? I feel like it's Crucial, crucial, man. Crucial. It's almost like you. It's just my phone bill. They have like a million little things they sneak in there. It's like you're saying. It's like any any company or any corporation or whatever or any kind of utility that we need to pay for that we have no control over. They will just try to ream you in in every which way possible. Yeah, there's so many sharks. But if you're lazy, you just those things just go fly fly into your life and get stuck there, and before you know, it's too late. Exactly. It it it's just unscrupulous (laughs) the way things are now. I mean, there's seven billion of us packed into this small rock, and um, people are 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 getting smarter and smarter too. That's the other thing we got to remember. Um, fuck and it's just like uh, I don't know it's kind of fascinating because um, all these like studies that they're doing on um, ancient humans and um, I don't know we'll probably get into that on the next video but I mean I just wanted to give you guys um, some of those techniques and also just to talk about you know the world as it is today and shit we gotta do we gotta get busy (laughs) Yeah, but um, did you have any shout-outs or... Um... Um, just, you know, keep up with us on the websites. We got hammerguys.com, jamiestheotherlevel.org, and, you know, the wormholes.org is the brotherhood. The brotherhood. And um, just stay in contact, stay in touch, stay busy. Uh, yeah, and um, so, yeah, I guess that's it for today. Um, stay tuned, Danny Naki or Danny... Danny, he'll be back with us pretty soon. He'll be back, and uh, yeah, just have a nice week. We'll there we try go. to get more guest guest players on the in the mix too. Yeah, that's right. All right, thanks. Peace. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird one, dude. That's a good one. <laughs>